Welcome to episode 75 of the Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the Lextown, Josh Hopkins. Hello, Josh. Hello, Rex Everett. How are things in Brooklyn? Things are great in Brooklyn. A little chilly, a little nippy. Not too bad, though. Still haven't really had a snow in New York in the middle of February. Uh, how are That's things crazy. in- crazy. I know. How are things it's in Austin? Considering it snowed here a couple times and was iced over so badly, I couldn't get into town last week. Crazy. So in in Texas. Weird. Yeah. And yesterday it was 76, and today, right now, it's 49. Degrees. Good grief. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little strange, inconsistency. Strange. Uh, episode 75, Josh. You know any famous number 75s in sports? Well, it's apropos. Ooh, that's uh, French. That's a big word. That's yeah. a big word. It's apropos. Um, <laughs> that someone at my door? Go away. No. Um, <laughs> uh, that, uh, oh, a Kentucky Wildcat. Yeah, is in the Super Bowl playing for the Chiefs on the offensive line. One of the real greats to come through the big blue wall, Darian Kennard. Let's go, let's yeah. go, Kentucky. Yes. Yes. Um, the first one that came to mind. Uh, sometimes they don't, but Mean Joe Green, all time seventy five for me. Mean right? Joe Green. Mean Joe wow. Green. Okay. I didn't... Uh, Barry Zito. Barry Zito. Picture Barry Zito. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well done. A lot, a lot going on this week. Well, book club. Um, oh, we like yeah. to talk about the books that we've, you know, been uh, reading our, over the week. Inform our audience about yeah. things we think are interesting. Yes. Um, I did not read anything this week. Had a lot, yeah, I know. Had a lot of free time. But um, instead, I just spent time thinking. thinking. Oh, well, that's important, too. Yes. So, yeah. So yeah. I didn't read anything. What about you? That's, you know, Rex, it takes a lot of balance between all your reading. And so it's good for you to think sometimes about yeah. that, you know, right. this, this week I got to nothing. So, so that's been book club. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Irving traded, traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. What are your thoughts, Josh? Demanding a trade. You know? Demanded one. I, I, I'm over Kyrie, man. I wouldn't trust him. I He's, uh, you know, to each his own, and he's a different kind of thinker and whatnot. Usually I don't agree with his thoughts. Uh, it turns out that I've always believed that the earth is round, but I, I just don't know if he's going to show up. I just don't know if he's, to me, he's got a little, I, I worry that he's got a little, uh Kanye and him a little mm. uh, 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 aloof. He could go mm. like almost a a, a public. What what uh, what's the wide receiver's name? Uh, just... uh, a B Antonio uh, yeah. Uh, Brown. Yeah, yeah. I worry that he could just walk out. Yeah, the gym one day. I, he scares me. He's uh, undeniable. I... He's undeniable as a player. Uh, as an, he's almost like an artist. Instead he of a is. basketball player, uh, he's so good with the basketball. Right, right hand, left hand, right foot, left foot can make any shot. He in this era where you can't touch uh, offensive players as a defender, right. he might be the greatest one-on-one player we've ever seen. Might be. and make the best layup maker of all. Yeah, yeah. He there's nothing. He is he an artist. There's he's nothing an artist. he can't do. 
sometimes I find it frustrating because he's playing a team sport. And I saw his, he had a comment yesterday saying that he, you know, was really selfless as a leader here in Brooklyn and uh, in his leadership. But he demanded a trade when the team was in fourth in the East. Yeah. He's gone to Dallas. He's gone to Dallas. Jason Kidd, good friend of mine. I'm sure Jason has the highest of hopes. And who knows? Maybe one Hall yeah. of Famer to another. It didn't work with Steve Nash doing it. Maybe it works with Jason Kidd. I was surprised that Mark Cuban took a big swing, uh, but it, Mark is never afraid, never afraid. Mm -hmm. And he's got, you know, maybe the MVP this year, at least one of the top five players in the league. And now he has maybe two of the top five players in the league. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I just, what I've seen with Kyrie, uh, Cleveland and uh, Boston and Brooklyn is that he doesn't bail all at once. He bails a little bit each day uh, from, wow, from, the, from, the, from the plan or from the vision. Right. And right. so it doesn't happen all at once. It's just a slow kind of thing. And, you know, that has happened at each place this this time. You know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and hope that, you know, every time you're traded, whether you ask for a trade or not, it's humbling. And you're going into a brand new situation and you want to be on right. your best behavior. And, you know, a lot of times that clicks for guys. We'll see if it does. I'm, I'm pulling for them. I hope it does. I, I am pulling for him, too, in that, you know, I said I'm sick of stuff i wouldn't trust him i just after uh, but he's a gift to yeah, watch he is I mean, he, he is a gift so i want him to be great he's and consistently he's undeniably great. good he's undeniably yeah, good objectively him. great i know Dude, he, 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 there are times he i want him to make every shot and also miss every shot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like well, him that much and he's that well, infuriating You've got such a great basketball mind, man. What do you think? Like people were like, uh, well, is he going to get along with Durant? They both, you know, need the ball. Durant doesn't have the ball a half as much as Luca. Luca's as yeah. ball dominant as you, as you get. Yeah. How do you think that's going to well, work out? You know, star players, elite star players, or it can be weird. And the one thing that they do sort of, uh, have a meeting of the minds on uh, is how great they are. <laughs> and a lot of times, a lot of times it takes just somebody you, you can look across the court at and see, Oh shit. You know, I, I am tired this possession. I can give it up over there and we may even get something better than what I'm going to get. I think there's a real, you know, and he's never played with Luca before Luca's never played with him before Luca is one of the greatest passers that we have in this league. And he likes to pass. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Jason maneuvers them because I think you can't just load up on them. They're going to have to have some kind of moving pieces uh, and different kinds of action, but that's really not Kyrie's game either coming off of down screens and, yeah. and misdirections. He's a one-on-one -on -one player. So it's Luca. So it'll be interesting, but I'm excited to watch it just as a fan. Neither are known for their sticky defense. No, Kyrie can, you know, he, he's, he's just, uh, he kind of picks and chooses. And, and I think that that's going to, you know, that'll, that'll have to be addressed as well. Um, uh, 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 uh. 
do you I feel like with a lot of the times when these teams have these superstars, one guy sort of got to break the other guy. Like at some point they're like, mm. you know, actually he's the best player. Like, yeah. Uh, and when it doesn't happen, like a Kobe Shaq, you, it doesn't, you know, it, but I feel like even it, you know, Kobe was so dedicated, he improved Shaq, mm-hmm. you know, but like at Kentucky, uh, um, DeMarcus Cousins was like, right. Hey, John Wall's better than me. Yeah. You know, it worked because he was Kyrie's like, not okay, doing that. Yeah. Kyrie's not doing that. I don't know if Luca will do that. Kyrie's not doing that. Well, he, I think, well, also, I think Luca's better. That can, that's an opinion. That's a and it's a very, opinion. that's a very valid opinion. Um, right. you know, there are going to be people that would vehemently disagree with that. And uh, that's, o- that's okay too. Yes. The thing about it is Kyrie, I just said, I think he may be the greatest one-on-one player ever. So why in the hell would he, would he look across at anybody and think, oh, he's better than I am. He doesn't. Right. And nor, nor should he really, Do I mean, just as a basketball player. As a, uh, uh, talking about, this could be close to the home. He's a, your homeboy. And uh, a friend of the show and the a guy who revolutionized the game. But it oh. seemed like to me from the outside looking in, even at the Warriors, is Steph deferred to KD at, at times. Like that's well, I just felt like, you know, he I didn't think, didn't didn't KD lead them in scoring. I don't know. I think that I think that's fair. But the reason being, I don't think he you know, thinks KD was better than him. No, I don't he had, either. He, he was such a team player. He that's he that's why that. they've had so much success. And yes. in fairness, KD, whether he's played at OKC or Texas or Baltimore in high school, or for um, the Sonics for a year, or for the Warriors, or for Team USA, every coach. Every player under a minute to go, you need a basket. Everyone defers to Kevin Garnett so or Kevin, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Durant. He's, yeah. you know, the he's professional bucket getter. Yes. And, and uh, I personally, I think that, you know, him going to um, the Warriors and winning those titles, it, you know, it, it showed him, you know, really how, how difficult it is. Um, yeah. So I know he's, Kevin just likes to play basketball. He, he, if they didn't have practice today, he's probably playing at the Y somewhere doing something. Right, he just likes correct. to play. So yeah. I, I enjoy Kevin. I, I'm, I really hope that this trade works out for everybody because I, I really like watching those guys play. It'll be uh, fun. It'll be fun. One way or the other, it's going to be yeah. fun to watch. Uh, let's switch gears for a second and real quickly talk about LeBron James. LeBron, LeBron James. James, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, uh, uh, LeBron breaks a record that I thought would never be broken. Uh, just incredible. I, I put out a little tweet last night saying, you know, if you don't like LeBron, what are you really? What are you thinking, really? Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, maybe you might not like how he plays, which I think is weird, um, but that's okay. He's never done anything wrong, never been in trouble, never beat anybody up, never been arrested, never, you know, I just really, I just really admire him. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that he did what he did last night. It was fun for me as a fan to sit there and watch him do that with his two sons sitting courtside. Um, It really was cool. 
he, really cool. He, uh, he, the most amazing thing that he's done, in my opinion, of all these scoring records, everything, and one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in sports and, and otherwise is he lived up to the hype. And uh, no one was ever hyped like no. him. And he came yeah. in and he was better. In the internet era, in Twitter, in the Twitter era, social media. The chosen one on the the cover of Sports Illustrated in high school. I mean, he lived up to it. He's been a good family man. He set examples. He's very socially active, which some people who don't agree with his his, uh, outlook, you know, don't like. But to not like it's it's. It's a microcosm of what's wrong with society, and everyone has to have an opinion about yeah. I. And it's usually I love or hate. Yeah. It's never like I don't know. I don't really care for his game, but LeBron's so good. I yeah, he's he's, he's great. I don't like the way or the. It's like oh, I hate LeBron. It's like yeah, what? what? Why? What? Is what? How can that? you do that? Yeah, yeah. You realize you're falling into the twenty-four yeah. hour media. And, and, you're, you're, yeah, and and people people are constantly talking about how he complains at the referees. They don't remember Michael doing that. Michael (laughs) was in the referee's ear nonstop the whole game. He did it in a different way, Yeah, you know, but that's part of it. Anyway, I just think it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Real quickly. Yeah. Oh, you got it. No, 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 no. No, There's some more LeBron there. Uh, Real Mm -hmm. quickly before we get to our guests, who we are both so excited about um, the Super Bowl. You got any predictions here? Um, this is weird. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Josh. Um, Thanks. I Thanks. lifelong Cincinnati Red uh, Bengals because that was you know where we the grew closest up. Team. the closest yeah. team. But my other, I went to two games as a kid. One to a Bengals game with my dad and one of his friends, and then another time my dad took us to. Uh, I was probably ten or eleven. Me and a friend, Brandy Wilson. Uh, and we went to St. Louis to see the St. Louis football Cardinals at the time play the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. And everybody in there was cheering for St. Louis. Not me. Yeah. I like Ron Ron Jaworski. That was my guy (laughs) who, who, Jaws, Jaws, who has committed to coming on the show, by the way, which I can't wait for at some point. Yeah. We're going to trade pods. But Jaws was my all-time hero as a young kid. And for whatever reason, I just liked the Eagles over the last, you know, however many years it's been. I just got a soft spot for the Eagles. So I'm pulling for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, and uh, go Eagles. What about you? Yeah, uh, it's um, it's like one of those, I'm not pulling against anyone because they're all, they're both the teams are likable. Yeah. You like the guys, you know, uh, first time two starting uh, black quarterbacks. It's just a yep. great feel good story. And uh, um, the Chiefs are fun, uh, but I am uh, for the Eagles. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I Patrick, like Pat Mahomes is great. Pat Mahomes the is great. Maybe I love ever. him. Well, Joe, Joe Burrow's playing still. But oh, yes, he's very good. Okay. He is okay. Very good. okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh uh I do, I have so many friends from Philly. Yeah. I have a bunch of friends from Philly and Philly 
Philly's a rough town. It's the rough, I've maintained the roughest in the United States. You go there, someone's going to bump into you. Yeah. And well, I've bonded with a friend of yours, Piper Parabo, who's a friend of yours, her husband, Stephen, huge Eagles fan. I met them with you. And to this day, he and I text pretty much every game about the Eagles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got uh, um, um, my nephew in law, Mike Duffy from Philly. I got a bunch of guys here in Austin from Philly. We'll go watch games and they go crazy. I just get on with people from Philly. I respect them because they're hard, cool. And so I'm just kind of that, that, that city deserves it. Love it. Great sports town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Buddy, we have a great guest today. I'm really excited and it's more in your world, which I'm very excited about. We have, we have a buddy of ours who's an actor a uh, big Hollywood type. He appeared in the White Lotus, Stuart Little, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. You've got Mail Saving Silverman, Dallas Buyers Club, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We have Stephen James Zahn. Welcome, Stephen James Zahn. Thank you. I love the full name, and I love that you put in what Stuart Little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's on my notes. I know it's on your notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Where are you there, Steve? Where are you right now? I'm in Midway, Kentucky. Why? You might be interrupted by a train. <laughs> Just you like know- you were in New York. But it's what? a different train. Just like when you lived in maybe Manhattan, but a different oh, right. train. Yeah, like a subway. Yeah. The rattle of a... Yeah. Why are you in town? They roll through town like three times a day. Why are you in a studio right now? In your business, man. <laughs> I'm in a studio so that I can, I, it helps me create. Put you in that the creative mode. You know what? I got to say, I just finished a film here in, in Kentucky with my pal, Ethan Hawk. He's directing it. He wrote this amazing movie. Anyway, I was telling him about this place and he said, you know what? My wife and I would talk about producing and doing all these things, and we never did it until we got an office. Mm. Interesting. And you know what? It it is inspiring. I come here and I and I it opens my mind. And so you you decided to call it a studio, though. I guess so. An office. Office yeah, seems I, kind of like this place was light gray. You know, mm-hmm. it was like very kind mm-hmm. of portly. Now, now, now what is it? It's green, man. And the floors are blue. See that blue floor? Uh, I like that. I like that combination. I feel creative just looking at it. Hey, hey, Steve, why are you in Kentucky? What do you do in Kentucky? I don't know. I'm trying to get out of here. (laughs) Sucks. Um, Yeah, why why do you live there? I live here because my 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 wife grew up here. She went to Tate's Creek. She she you know they so when I met her years ago, I was coming here, and I and I was coming here before you know there was nothing else past the mall. Why were you coming there though? For what? Just to visit. Okay. And then we had kids. We lived on a farm in Jersey, and then had kids out there. West Central Jersey is pretty. There's nothing out there. It's pretty. Right. So then we were like, okay, let's, we got to rethink this. 
and I suggested here. And she was like, no, I'm not <laughs> back home. And I said, we're not moving to your parents' basement. <laughs> we're going to get a killer place in exchange for our farm in Jersey. It's going to be amazing. And, and that's what we did. So what draws you to farms? Why do you like, why do you like farms? What do you, I don't know. I just like it dark at night. I, I mean, I don't know. I've always, I've always wanted to live in the woods. I've always wanted to, you know, it's kind of it's how I roll. But you're serious about being out there on the farm. Uh, people probably don't know. Uh, one of my best friends, my earliest childhood friend, David Helmers, is your buddy. Your kids went to school together. And that's kind of really how we all got to know one another. That's right. um, but you really are committed to the farm. You like getting out on the tractor, right? And doing stuff. For sure. And that's why this place is great. Because yeah. when I'm home, I'm always distracted with stuff like that. Like, Man, I got to fix that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then when I come here, I don't have that. So I can really focus. You know, speaking, speaking of that, Steve, I've been a quite an admirer of yours before I met you. I always thought you were just a brilliant, wonderful actor. You seem like the nicest guy and funny and super intelligent because no one can be that funny without being so intelligent. And then I meet you and you don't let me down. <laughs> and it's wonderful. But I, I do have a question like, like you're just such a likable human. You, you, you're, like I said, super intelligent. You're elite at your field and super successful. You are, you're beloved. I would say you are beloved. Uh, you're a wonderful father. You're a wonderful husband. You are now in the Big Blue Nation, which is a huge, huge thing. And uh, uh, you live on a farm and you farm and you give to the, you get up at 6 a.m. and you farm. What, what are you hiding, dude? What's wrong with you? There's something dark. I needed a place to bury Cub Scouts. So I got this building in the way. How do you catch them? <laughs> you know, it's easy. <laughs> Put out a little. It's gun. easy, candy, candy. You ever seen Diary of a Wimpy Kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuart Little. Little yeah. 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 Hey, Stuart Little. Right, do the kids movies. <laughs> Kills and fairies, Cub Cub Scouts. Thank you. Okay, that's great. What was growing up in Mankato like, buddy? It was great. Was it? Yeah, it was great. I, I okay. Um, I it was one, one of the greatest things about what's that? It's Tom Tom Scott. Your are boy you Tom kidding? Scott just text me. Are you kidding me? Tom Everett Scott of the Own Eaters just text me, dude. Watch this. I'm gonna text Scott. Is like, did you just text? Watch this. I mean, like, no, no, yeah, FaceTime me. Did you? Oh, FaceTime yeah. me. Okay. He's on set. Technology. Oh, terrific. Hey, Tom. Hey, man. Did you just text Josh? <laughs> wow. Woo, look at that handsome fella. Gosh. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm uh, busy right now. I'm making a feature film. Oh, oh, what's that well like? Well done. 
<laughs> Hollywood's a crazy place. It is a crazy place. <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you? Los Angeles, um, which is it's rare to make a film in Los Angeles these days. Yeah. Look at you two. We got half of the O-Neaters right here. Half of them. Right here. Right here. Look at the green screen. Guys, you guys can put anything behind me here. Whoa. We're talking about how how great uh, Steve is, but he must be hiding something very dark. Yeah. Well, Tom knows me well. Trust me. <laughs> what would you say is the darkest thing about Steve? Well, there's that drifter we killed just to <laughs> feel like. Who was a Cub Scout. <laughs> Earlier. Earlier. <laughs> he was a cool. dick. All right, dude, this is my turn. Uh, thank you, buddy. Be well. Thanks, uh, Tom. Talk to you later. Fantastic. So, man, small world, man. Small Fantastic. World. So when I, I worked with Tom on something and I loved the guy, he's he's very lovable. Yeah. And then uh when I found out that you two were still the best of friends, that made me so happy inside. I feel tingly yeah. now. It's great. Yeah, we've we've gone on vacations together and you know, his wife and my wife are best friends and that works it's insane what what yeah. what uh is, is that one of the is that like i have a like when i i did gi jane and i've kept up with those guys for mm-hmm. 25 years like it's people people always say you know what's your favorite thing you've ever done and it's a very nuanced question there's a lot to say <laughs> but one of them i will go was gi jane because of the relationships i made right. is that maybe the do you keep up with all those guys all of them. Yep. It's the same. It's like this weird family. And then there's extended family from that family because that's a playtone. That's a playtone thing. So Tom, Tom, Tom Hanks and Gary Getzman started playtone right after that thing you do, which is the name of the playtone galaxy. Right. So they named their company that. And then it was like the band of brothers guys. They're part of they're They're like, they're like my, my, my step brothers. <laughs> You know what That's I mean? Amazing. Like, those, so like, like Rick Gomez, who was in Band of Brothers, is my business partner now. Or my, we started a company. We're producing. That's now. great. So That's it's like, great. but we all we all are intertwined just because we came from that Tom Hanks family, which was really tight and amazing. And everybody has this kind of similar experience. It's it's really interesting. How many times have you been asked, "What's Tom Hanks like"? Oh, it's endless. And I go, it's what do you think he's like? That's exactly what he's like. <laughs> exactly. What do you think? Like you. You and he are like yeah. what you think you're like. And so's Tom. I see the pattern. People that are like they think they like like each other. Yeah. How young were you when you uh were you ever did you ever have stage fright when you got up in front of a class uh yeah. to do a uh when did you realize though that um that you had something and you you wanted to pursue this line of work. I didn't know until, but that's it's very different. A lot of things you're saying, like getting in front of a class is I, I'm petrified. Like if oh. I do, a, I, you know, I did a couple commencement speeches. That 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 
that gives me hives, man. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me so nervous, right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go read uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid to a to a third grade class on Monday, and I and I and I m- my friend is the teacher, and I said, "You got to send me the book." She's like, "Why?" I go because I need to read it. I need to work on it. Wow. Because that, people wouldn't, I get that. And yeah. I'm dyslexic. So when I was in school and I had to read for the class, it would. Right. It made me so, I can't even explain the fear. Right. So um, even to this day, I, I, I need to prepare. Right. So I think that's one thing that, um, that I've benefited from is, is that I, I over-prepare. Mm-hmm. Because out of fear, mm-hmm. yeah. but acting is different than you know public speaking or whatever. Were you, did you did you act up in class? Were you getting in trouble? No, no. I, I I think most actors were the ones sitting in the back, quiet, observing. And when the t- class clown got up, you're like, "Sit down, dude. Not that funny, <laughs> really." You know what I mean? And I think that I think a lot of actors are kind of. Uh, they're they're opposite of what you think. They they weren't tap dancing on the table at, at like Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, you know they weren't. You know, and the, and those are the kids that act perfect, like in the shows at school. You know, they're like they're <laughs> fucking perfect, and that doesn't work. It's too. It's almost too polished. It's too. You're too conscious. You can't lose yourself in a part. Mm. You can't get vulnerable and and dirty and 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 quiet. And you know what I mean. Like all those things are important to when you're acting. So people believe you. You know. I, Josh, I don't know. Really interesting thing. Josh, a few years ago, uh, Sayer, your alma mater, high school uh, in Lexington, Kentucky, they had a charity basketball game. And uh, Steve Zahn and I were were teammates uh, for a game. And Steve came in. I don't know what to call it. Um, you he he was basic. He basically looked like Jackie Moon. He had on the wig and 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 he stayed in character the whole game. Just yeah. playing balls out, yeah. diving on the floor I the suck. entire game. No, he didn't suck. We won. No, basketball is not my game. So. I had to come as a character. There's just, there's no, there was no, there was no option. And so I came to, and I think my name was Dash. Yeah. I had like, I had elbow pads and knee pads yeah. and shorts with like the, with like the big, like, bro with the big fro. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh man, it was good. Do you know, yeah, do you Dash. know the actor Dash Myhawk? Uh-uh. Oh, Dash? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a great buddy of mine, and that's how he plays basketball. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's padded up and jumps and dives and plays defense like when you're going to the water fountain. He's like on you. You're like, hey, man, we got the water fountain. So it was a apropos name. I felt like you stole his uh, basketball identity. Yeah. No, I, I suck at basketball. What's your best sport? Uh you know what? I was a good I, I was a good football player. Position? I was an all-conference D-back. I was a great yeah. quarterback. And then I returned punts and kicks. Wow, you got some speed. See, that's what but that's what stood out in character at the Sayer game. 
he, you could he could tell he's got some athletic stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he does. No, uh, I, you know, athlete, you know, being, sports was huge. Yeah, I think sports. I mean, I still, I still uh, go to work like I'm in a sport. Like, wow, know, that's amazing. Let's do this. When you was know? the first? When was the first time you like you had some success or you got a laugh in front of a, uh, um, you know, whether it's on set or in front of a crowd that you went, Ooh, I like this. This is, this is cool. This is cool. Like early on, I was a sixth grader and I was in the high school wizard of Oz. And I was a, I was a munchkin. And I remember the teacher, the director, screaming at the high school kids who were in the play that were they and and he was screaming at them that they weren't prepared and this and that and he's like there's only one guy up here doing anything anything worth it get that that guy right there and he pointed at me and i was like yeah fantastic i remember that was early on positive reinforcement eighth grade and and I was good, and people laughed at me, and and so I was like, "Oh, this is this is maybe what I, this is cool." And I was in plays in school, and and you know, I got the leads, and I was people were like, <laughs> told me I was good. So I was, you know, uh, were your parents supportive? Were your parents really supportive of it? Yeah, my parents were amazing. My parents, I called my parents from college and said, "I'm dropping out." to become an actor. And they said, oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Tell them how you did it, Josh. What would you do? Tell them how you dropped out. Well, I, I, I dropped out to come be an actor and my dad made me then for the rest of the semester because we had a deal, he made me pay my rent back at school until it was over. So I had one more semester. I, I, I made it into some class school thing, but I had one more semester. So I went back to Auburn where I went to school and told him I was in school and got a job at the Foot Locker and just pocketed all the money. Yeah. So I, I was a liar. So that's cool. Well, but I would have lied, but I didn't have to. <laughs> Actually, my parent. then my dad said, are you going to come home now? I said, oh, Ooh, yeah, interesting. And I had to think about it in, yeah. in the conversation, in the phone call. I said, I asked, will they give me money back for the last half of the year? No, I don't think so. Well, then, no, I'm not coming home. I'm going to. So I went to every one of my classes other than history because I'm big history buff and I love the history. Right. So I went to every professor. I was like, I'm dropping out. I'm going to become an actor, but I'm not going to show up to your class. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> I'm just going to sleep in. I'm going to. It was the first time I really read. I, I, wow. read, I was reading books that I wanted to read. I was I was working out. I was in such great shape. And I was in the plays and I was in the dance group. And I just like I was a bad influence. I was the guy who's, you know, wanted to get a six pack and a pizza on a Wednesday night. And they were like, yeah, we know your deal, dude. I got to study. <laughs> anyway, it worked out good. Yeah, it did. It, it sure it, did. It definitely did. Um, so you got your you got to show off your music and your musical expertise in that thing you do. 
um, you're a trained theater actor, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah, I went to the American Repertory Theater at Harvard. That's a two-year program. It's the old Yale, basically. Wow, amazing program. So, so once you did that thing, you do did, um, I guess, different type roles start coming your way. No. Okay. It's weird, and it's weird, right? As an actor, it's like I. I it's really not until now that I feel like I'm getting this kind of a, just a crazy different kind of parts. When you're, when you're young, you know, they see you and you, they want you to replicate that part basically mm. in a different way in their thing. You know, I, 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 I remember going out in New York as an ingenue, as a lead and every, every part I lost to Stephen Dorff and, <laughs> and, guys like Tom and, you know, like I, I just, and so, and then, and then I started playing kind of the funny, you know, stoner guy. And then I was that guy for, for a few, for a long time. Yeah. It was great. I, I loved playing that kind of part. And then the lead, the leading man kind of things that I've played have always been just kind of an, a quirky kind of interesting guy. I've never played kind of like a, you know, you um could you you, you bring yeah. so much to every role though you couldn't just be like i'm a newscaster and totally like <laughs> you bring so much mm-hmm. of you and, and and that stuff like you would make anything your own so i guess i just answered my question you could play it but you, you definitely make it there'd be some zonisms in there i made that up made that up zonisms thanks man i mean but like the last two years, it's been it's insane. The amount of the different kind of people I'm playing. It's crazy. It's fun. It's got to be refreshing, right? Oh, my gosh. It's great. You know, and then you what keep you- working and people keep kind of rediscovering you. And where have you been? You're like, you just haven't seen my stuff, man. I'm <laughs> right. working. We saw your stuff in White Lotus. Well done. Yeah. Yes. Well, so done. well done. I had to approve yeah. that fake thing. <laughs> oh, it was fake? Yeah. Was oh, no. It was well, prosthetic. Not not fake. as not as well Dude, done. It was a prosthetic on a fake me. <laughs> because Mike, Mike was like, hey, do you want do you want to, you know, do you want to do this? I said, I've done the prosthetic before, Dick. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um strange wilderness yeah i'm like it takes three hours <laughs> so i asked him are you gonna pan up he's like no i know exactly what i'm doing it's gonna be she leans in boom back to her you we're not gonna do the thing fantastic be, he knew exactly how he was gonna cut that so wow. i didn't have to be there i said let my let my <laughs> And let me tell you, that was a hard day's work for me. It yeah. was a lot. <laughs> Not everybody knows I'm son's dick double. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, hey, Steve, tell me about um, your, your, I think you're living in New York and Ben Stiller kind of discovers who you are. Yeah. He tell went, me about that. Well, I was doing a play called Sophistry 
this Jonathan Mark Sherman play. It's great. And it was with Ethan Hawke. And it was with Austin Pendleton. And that was great. It was um, um, Callista Flockhart was in that play. And it was Bites Horizons. And um, Ethan was doing Reality Bites. And Ben came to see the play. Wow. Oh, you should you should read for reality bites. So I did. I got it. It's like New York shit, right? Yeah. You know, like I don't know. Do you have like a a, I know it's a series at some point, but do you consider one thing like your biggest break? Probably that thing you do. Yeah. I think that was probably, I, I mean, it's so, it was such a, a gradual thing for me. And there's so many valleys after that, but, yeah. you know, where you're just not working forever. I mean, that happens now. I mean, you just get, you just get used to it. <laughs> you just, you're just able to weather it better, you know. Um, but um, probably that thing you do or out of sight was kind of a, that was kind of a big deal yeah. at the time. Uh-huh. Did you expect uh, Frank Heffley to be one of your more recognizable roles? Yeah, I did. Because did my kids, no, I did. I, w- my agents called me and said, hey, there's this movie called Diary of a Wimpy Kid. My kids at the time were like seven and nine. I read that book, those books to them every night. Wow. So I was telling my agents, you guys don't understand. This is huge. If they do this right, it's huge. They said, well, they want you for a three-picture deal. I said, great. Just take what they're offering on the first one and get them on the second and third. Well done. I had had some inside trading kind of knowledge. And so I had that script. (laughs) That script was on. And my kids couldn't care less what I was doing. (laughs) <laughs> that script was on the breakfast like before they went to Sayer and they, they came down and I remember Henry saying they're going to make that into a movie like yeah you could be in it like yeah like you playing the brother like no I'm playing the dad dude <laughs> that. oh, that's, that's just so great you know, I, I knew uh, I'd be a god at pickup I was. It was crazy. Kids Do you remember what you did? Do you remember what you did? Uh, we were playing charity softball game together, and the kids in front of us realized you were in Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh-uh, I can't remember. Uh, Josh and you and I are sitting there in the dugout, and there's these bat boys, 8, 9, 10, oh, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. You want to take it from here? <laughs> Me? You tell so, it, Rex. All right. So yeah. we're sitting there, and uh, – uh, we noticed the three of us noticed that they're talking about you and they're about to turn around and ask you if you were the guy in diary of a wimpy kid and they turn around. One of them says, Hey, are you? And you said, shut up. Don't talk to me. <laughs> and then you, and then you said, yeah, that's me. Sorry. What do you want? <laughs> Scared the shit out of them for a second. You <laughs> know, They'll never forget you. No. No. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you do it. Do you have a a regret, something you passed on that you're like, why did I do that? 
Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah. They're all your brothers. Yeah. And now now you passed on that, huh? Because I'm a big, I mean, that's my thing. I had to. I had to. It's my biggest regret. Those guys know, Tom knows the whole thing. But I, a couple reasons. Number one, I was starting to get like, somewhat hot i was starting to get a lot of offers on stuff that wasn't really the reason because it was a long gig in england mm-hmm. like eight months and it was early hbo and where they didn't pay you know what i mean nice. it was like you were part of this group of guys it was about the experience so but we were pregnant mm. and i'm i thought there's just no way I can pass up doing some movie where I'm going to make some money and I'm going to be gone for two months, or I can go to England and do what I really want to do, what I'm really passionate about. And I, I, so to this day, it's really a a bummer. Yeah. Well, you are a huge history guy. Do you, do you have a, a, like a film you'd like to make about history and be Uh, or produce or be in, or is there a particular figure? In history that you? No, not really. I mean, you know, when I did, uh, I did a movie called Rescue Dawn um, with Werner Herzog and, 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 um, Werner. Werner. And <laughs> it was an amazing experience. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. Like, I, that to me was like, I, you know, it was in that fulfilled, like, you know, a big, a big thing. I mean, look, look, I just got these yesterday. You can't oh, tell what that is. What are those? Are arrowheads. Yeah. Look at those arrowheads. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. This is, a, this is episode 75, Steve. We we waited for this one for you. Um, two, two reasons. Uh, one, we knew when LeBron broke the record, we'd want to have Steve Zahn on to talk about it. Oh, um, yeah. And then also, most people don't know you're actually 75 years old. So what did you think about what did you think about LeBron breaking the record last night? Did you watch it? I did not watch it. I was watching the president talk. Some of us us have priorities, though. I didn't watch it, but I saw all the highlights. And but if I wasn't watching the president, I would have watched the cats get their cats kicked by Arkansas. Where do we stand right now with our cats? Uh, what, What are your thoughts on the team? It's just like, it's such a hard, it, like, can't there be, a, there's one easy game? Just one? <laughs> one game where you're like, all right, well, this is fun. I just go out of my mind, man. You're and really big, big Blue Nation. You are big BBN, aren't you? Yeah, I can't help but feel. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> you know, and I can't sit and analyze like you can, obviously, but. Oh, yes, you can. It's like watching ballet. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's real fundamental things that you watch as an athlete or somebody who's been it, and you're like, what's going on here? Why don't we have that? Oh, Josh and I just talked about it last night. We were like, oh, there was one play late in the game. They had four guys on the court and we had one. Like and that, I just like jumped on the ground for the yeah, ball. Like and I just wanted to dive through the TV screen. Oh, anyway, but uh, talk about that. You're a transplanted. I am from Minnesota, and you've come down 
married your wife, uh, raised your kids there. Talk about Kentucky. Talk about Kentucky sports for a minute and kind of what it means to you. But uh, had you ever seen anything like that before growing up where you grew up? Okay, not at all, because because, you know, the Golden Gophers, you know, that that university is in a city. It's in a city that has a you know, had the North Stars and the Wild and the Twins and the Vikings. And, mm-hmm. you know, it has those teams. It's really simple. I mean, you, you know, you go to the South, the SEC, most most of these most of these schools are in the middle of nowhere and, and they're in states where there's no pro team. And so it becomes this obsession with people and it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. it's there, you know, it's hard to explain. It's very tribal. It's very, yeah. you know, and it, and it's hard. And, and I, you know, my feelings are my feelings. I can't help but get bummed or really excited. And it's addiction. It's like a drug, man. You're just, ah, there's nothing better, man, when you when when that happens, when that it's that year. And it's enough to just hang in there for that for that to happen again. I just love it that that I, I tell this to Josh all the time. When I find, you know, come across actors, entertainers who are not in sports, but love it like that it it i remember being at madison square garden during the national anthem my rookie year and looking around and i saw like uh ben stiller and his dad and candace bergen and and uh uh robert de niro courtside and i you know they got their beard and their popcorn i'm like man that's cool they're coming to watch us do what you know when we go to the movie theater i just love that that's that's an escape for you. You know, you get for the two hours or three hours that you're sitting there watching, you're thinking of nothing else. You're genuinely rooting from your heart. Yeah. Amazing. It, yeah. It's, re- it's, it's, it's great. I feel, I feel, I feel bad for people that don't get it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I feel bad for, I, if you're not into it, you're not into it, but people go like, who are, will go out of their way to go like, I don't like sports. I'm not one of those people. And you're like, yeah, you, you know, I don't want to hang out. Would you have friends? I mean, do people ask you out for dinner and stuff? I mean, really? You don't have any magic? There's no unicorns in your world? You know? Right. It is, it, it's such, people, it is such an the ultimate art form. It in is. In so many ways. There's these I parameters agree. that they have to... Theater. Uh, play yeah. within and and every day and you see these beautiful athletes doing these incredible it's like things. ballet man going to see yeah. basketball it's like watching watching the ballet it's like going to a great play it's like real theater because when you go to a play it's a script it's scripted they're planned the lights are all timed and this and that in a game <laughs> hey man anything can happen this yeah. sounds this sounds crazy. I'm gonna have to go see one of these play things. This sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> When's the first time? Huh? When's the first time you remember? It, did 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 Rex Chapman? When's the first time you remember? Did you know him as a player? Was it in Kentucky? You're like, oh, this guy, you know, played at Kentucky. Oh yeah, no, I knew of Rex way before I met Rex. For sure. Wow. You know, there was, dude, think of how much money you could made off of those T-shirts. Rexington? Oh, how much money I could have blown. Yeah. yeah from making that cool. much. Yeah. 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 
You know, I can go through it. It's that's been proven. <laughs> but yeah. have you? Do you? Um, was there ever a time? Because you've lived in Kentucky for how long now? Twenty years. Twenty wow. years. Was there any yeah. time during that early period of that that you were like, "Oh, I'm possibly missing out on opportunities not being in New York or L.A." No, no, okay, good. No, no, because even early on. And people ask me because we we moved from Hoboken. We bought a little. We went on a national tour in nineteen eighty, in nineteen ninety. Bye bye, Birdie with Tommy Tune and Ann Ranking, my wife and I. Okay, we met wow. doing. We buy this little cabin out in Pennsylvania, like the Poconos. We think it's going to be our weekend place. We're idiots because then we don't work for like two months and we can't afford anything, so we have to move to this cabin. Right. We're forced to move. I moved to the cabin with my girlfriend. Crazy. Right. So we got two cars. But then we started commuting and going like, what's our mortgage? Two (laughs) hundred (laughs) and fifty dollars. This is great. And I don't have to take crap. You know, I can do something cool. I can do a play or whatever. So it just became our mode of operation. Right. And then I, you know, did a movie here and there, oh, buy the farmhouse and then move to a farm. So it was just this gradual thing, but we always lived outside. And people go, what do you think you missed? I go, I, I, I'm sure I missed a lot, but I just don't know what I missed. So it doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, maybe, right. I, maybe I could have been a part of a crew. You know, yeah, I would, you know, we see those, those, the same guys doing the comedy. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe I missed out on something like that, you know. But, you know, yeah. I mean, whatever. Right. When did you Would know you... Robin was your person? Was there a moment where you're like, ah. Hose before Band of Bros. I know that. Yeah. 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 1990, dude. She wow. walked in. I wasn't supposed to do Bye Bye Birdie. And she wasn't supposed to. She was out on Chorus Line. But they waited. They said, no, you can come in two weeks late. I came in two weeks late because the guy, the guy they hired got a pilot. And back then getting a pilot was a big deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was like eight shows. I mean, there was a <laughs> knew what show you were doing, right? It was a different time, man. Now you could be on a hit show. You'd be like, yeah, I've been on my brother, Frank, for 20 years. And they're like, I've never seen that. What is that on? (laughs) (laughs) There are people who make so much money and you you would not recognize them. And they're actors. It's crazy. So back then, he got to pilot. Anyway, so then I came in late. So we both came in late. She was wearing plastic pants and leg warmers. And she was smoking and she was swearing. And all the other girls were like, and she was like, fuck this, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Fantastic. That's her. I right like there. her. Woo! Like the cut of her jib right there. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, would you consider yourself more of a Kentucky hoops or football uh, fanatic? Man, I, you know, I, I think I'm more, people think of me more football. But I don't think of myself as even closer to either one. I mean, I mean, it depends on the year and how much it's I'm basketball. It's basketball. Just say it. I, I mean, I don't care. I, I, mean, you know, I don't like, care, but say it. It's basketball. I know it. We all know it. It's it's come on, man. I know. You know I, I know. Do, it I is. do these little things for the teams, and so this year I did. I did my uh-huh. my with, which was actually really funny. But Rich Sangrello, huh? Yeah, yeah man. that's great. 
Yeah, it was amazing. It didn't last long, but that was a fun day. That was a fun day. I got to say. That's brilliant. I just walked around and just said, just follow me and I just just let me do this. Josh, do you remember a couple? Uh, Steve, do you have uh, still have your uh, Revolutionary War era colonial uh, attire in your closet there? Of do you, course I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that, Josh, a couple years ago? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was out campaigning for Amy McGrath in his huh? in his Revolutionary yeah. War okay, gear. It was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The governor, the governor called and said, hey, can you help out? I was like, yeah. But I think their idea of me helping out and my <laughs> idea of helping out is totally different. Like they think I'm going to have like a, a like I'm not I'm not one of those guys that has like dinner parties and everybody <laughs> in and, and here's the hat. Like I'm not that guy. Right. At all. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like, wh- what do you want me to do? Like, I tell you what, I can consult on some commercials. <laughs> commercials that Amy can do that. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> right? You need to, I'll do it for free, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Don't with you. Like that. Do it like this. Uh, Steve, do you have a favorite? Uh, we like to ask this. Uh, do you have a favorite movie, a non you movie? No, just me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I like. I get really excited when I, you know, like Jeremiah Johnson or, you know, these movies that when I was a kid, I fell in love with. And, you know, I could I I watched, you know, A Bridge Too Far 80 times, you know, like Mm. I I love Hollywood movies. I love the things that I'm not supposed to love. I'm supposed to tell you these really interesting, artful things that I make. But when I sit down and watch something, it's like, you know. It's those, yeah. those old spaghetti Westerns and, you know, Lonesome Dove, man. I can sit yeah. in certain movies that are on. I just, I got to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear Is there you. anybody yeah. that you'd be starstruck by? All the time, man. Like, like, is there one particular movie star that you'd be like, oh, my God. I mean, I was with Tom. Sure. Right? Yeah. I was yeah. with John Malkovich. For sure. Oh, wow. I mean, I was with, yes. I mean, I can go down the line and go and tell you like who I was petrified. And even people, like, I'm going to go do this thing with Rebecca Ferguson. And it makes oh, wow. me nervous. She's really amazing, man. It's, it's a great <laughs> show. And I'm coming in late. And like, it makes, you know who I was starstruck with? And just, I was talking about this earlier um, with someone else. Um, Andy Circus, man. So I'm, I'm doing Planet of the Apes and I'm playing a chimp That's and I'm with these people that have been doing this for four years, five years. They're, they're pros and it's really difficult and, you know, mm-hmm. physical. And so my first day I walk on set and it's this set that had to have taken three months to build with like ice, fake ice and snow. And like, it's this, it's this chalet, you know, abandoned in the mountains. And, and I realized, wow, man. I got to be good the first minute. I got to be great today. I've got to be great. And I'm, I was, I had a migraine at the end of the day. I was so, I was so nervous and so just like. I'm terrified listening to it. I really am. You know, like five months into the thing, it's, you've established yourself. Yeah. Yeah. First day, man. 
It's the first day where you're like, I have to be the same that I am in four months. Wow. Here we go. You know, and that's petrifying. And that's where, and that's where you get paid the money to hit the mark. You get paid to hit the mark and show up and know your stuff and have an opinion and be cool. You know, I tell my kids who are in this thing, they're getting into this. I'm like, show up early over-prepare and don't be a dick. And guess what? It'll wow. work. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt, please. Please. Uh, if you could see one person, um, uh, dead or alive, concert, speaking, uh, front row center, mid, mid-court, midfield, who would it be? Ooh. Uh... That I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. It would have been great to see John Prine one more time. Mm. Man, um, that's alive. Man, I don't, I've never. Dead or alive. Dead. Dead, dead, or, or alive. dead or alive. Dead or alive. Well, we go back in history. Yeah. Like you're saying, like time travel. Any, yes. Any, yes. Like I, I think about that. Like the, Like an event. Like, wow, wouldn't it be great to to be like at a specific spot or to watch like Pickett's charge, man. Wow. Wow. <laughs> talk to that. Talk to Lee. Pick his brain. And like, what were you thinking, man? <laughs> you know, were you sick? Did you have the shits? And you were like, just go, go. Fantastic. Stuff all the time. I think about it just walking down the street here in Midway. Sue Monday burned the burned the depot right there. Yeah, yeah. Montreal mm-hmm. was in this town, shooting up the. You know, there's a there's a monument down here to the War of 1812, right? And that was here when those guys were riding around shooting in the air. Right That's, down the street. That's crazy. Right. That's I love that being in Texas now. People are like, "You have Kentucky." I don't really, you know, we're big Texas. I said, everybody that came to Texas came through Kentucky, Kentucky. guy. They and everybody through Kentucky or came from Kentucky. Yeah. Look at all those people at the Alamo, all those guys, mm-hmm. those Kentucky people. Yeah. You're yes, more proud sir. of being a Minnesotan or Kentuckian because you've kind of, what are you? What do you consider yourself now? Well, I've lived here longer hmm. than I lived in Minnesota. So I, 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 I would think I'm, I, I'm more of a Kentuckian than I am. And your kids are Kentuckians. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's a different Makes thing. Sense. Although, yeah, look at this. I was looking through my mom's stuff. I was home last weekend. You were asking about Mankato. Look at this. Mm-hmm. I found all this old artwork and stuff. Oh, come on. You do, 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 do. Okay. So I, I, what I did was I pasted the pictures of the guys on this construction paper. Right. Like this guy, that's Paul Kraus. And he was up here. And that's come on. Yeah. Come on. Jeff Seaman, Wally Hilgenberg. I had Alan Page. Um, isn't that crazy? Yes. So they used to practice in Mankato. And I was a, I was like a camp rat. I rode my dirt bike up there every day and would watch. And that's back when these guys had, you know, they worked at they worked other jobs, smoked cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, man. It was crazy. And they would like let you 
you could hang out with them, <laughs> move them into the dorms. You know, it was, it was insane. God, so I've always so had great. this kind of like, and I have all these things that, that were signed. Amazing. Different, dude, this, look at this. This is, I know why this is here. Oh my God, artwork. This is how much, this is hysterical. This is, I drew this in elementary school. What? What? It's like dead brains, oh. right? And this is what I wrote over the top. What does it say? It's, it's all, all over. over. <laughs> Dude. Dude, here's a, this is a timeline. It's a timeline, right? And it's like, I was born my first birthday. We adopted my sister, 71. My first day of school, 71. And then the next, I stopped sucking my thumb, 1971. And the next thing on here that I did put was the Vietnam War ends, 1975. <laughs> wow. This timeline of like, stop sucking my thumb. Vietnam is over. Oh. <laughs> I get a pony, 1980. Dude. I grabbed this. My sister's yeah. like, are you going to, are you going to, what are you going to do with this? You got to laminate it or do something with it, no. protect it at all costs. This Look at that. Stuff, like, this kind of stuff, right? It's like pile of it. And she's oh. like, I'm going to throw mine away. I don't want it. I said, well, I'm, this is presents for my friends for the next 10 years. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Here's some art. Thanks for sharing. Oh my God. Always had that creative urge though. Had to let it out. You yeah. had to let it out, Steve. Well, yeah, I guess so. That's anyway. awesome, man. It I is. Do you Buddy. Do any, I heard your Herzog there. Do you do any impressions, any others? You, you seem like you'd be good at it. No, not really. When I was through that. I don't believe you. I did like I don't Nick, believe you. my dad would laugh. I do Nixon. <laughs> I'm not a crook. I am not a crook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done. Josh, well done. You got you got one, Josh? Yeah, you got an invitation. Josh has a couple good ones. No, no, the only one I do is when people pick the movie, we ask their favorite movie every time because a lot of people pick Shawshank. And then I always go, I remember the first time I saw Andy Dufresne. That's, <laughs> that's about what I got. <laughs> about all I got. You know who does a great one? It's Tom Scott. Tom Scott does a great, and he does a great um, um, Sean Connery. Oh, have, him do, have him do is Sean Connery's hysterical. Do you think we could get the, the, the Oneaters on here, all of them, at yeah. some time? Sure. You think? Okay. Yeah, that's okay. just such a, everybody's just a seminal movie. Just, that would yeah. be unbelievable yeah we're not going to hold you to it but we're going to hold you to it <laughs> we'll do it all right let's I mean, go i know john will do it john i text with regularly do you yeah yeah well, I, I don't even know how we know each other twitter twitter yeah, and through you guys yeah yeah buddy thanks for doing this today we're going to let you get back up to your farming and studioing thank you steve thank you guys well well Steve's on. I mean, I hope people got a sense that he is what you would think Steve's on is really like. I mean, yeah. what a God, I admire that guy.
show up, be prepared. Don't be a dick. And he's so talented and so quick and so funny. And he's got such big balls about stuff like <laughs> coming to the game and staying in character. And oh, that, but also what he said there at the end about being on Planet of the Apes, um, you know, the pressure that you guys put on yourselves to, you know, it, it's no, it's no different. It wouldn't be any different than, you know, me going somewhere else, going into a brand new gym, brand new team. I want to make my first shot. I want to be great right away. Probably not going to happen because I have brand new teammates. That's exactly what he was talking about. But just having that, putting that pressure on yourself, I guess some people sign it. We know it. It happens all the time in sports. People sign deals and then they kind of mail in their performance after that. Right, right. Getting, not him. You know, not pros, not people who continue to hit the mark year after year, roll after roll, right? And the uh, to put it in your verbiage you use a lot, that guy you can tell is a great teammate. Right. I mean, a giver, a teammate, he wants to make the whole thing great. He'll shine. He can't help but shine, but he's going no. to make the entire project great, and he's going to make you look good if you're on screen with him because he's a great teammate. You guys text and FaceTime with uh, one of your acting co co-workers and we get them on tape. Amazing. That Sean. was awesome. Amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, uh, let's do it again next week. You want to? I would. I really would. All right. Well, that's been Steve Zahn, episode 75. Join us back here next week for the Rex Chapman Show with super dope Josh Hopkins, powered by basketballnews.com.